There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prog Watch. Music that tells a story. With your friend and host, Big Tony Rousick. A.K.A. Prog's Watch. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. Hey, this is Big Tony, and I'd like to welcome you all back to another episode of Prog Watch. This week I'm going to complete my coverage on rock legend Ken Hensley, formerly of Uriah Heep. So if you missed part one, you can find it at progwatch.com, season five, episode 516. It's not imperative that you listen to part one before part two, but if you are a Ken Hensley fan, you probably want to hear both parts. Ken gave a great interview, and I'll let you hear the remainder of that later in this program. For now, I've got a lot of music and interview slotted for this show, so let's get things going with a couple of songs from Ken's storied past. First is Bad Side of the Moon by Toe Fat, a band in which Ken participated, along with future Jethro Tull bassist John Glasscock, R.I.P., and Uriah Heep drummer Lee Kerslake. I'll follow that immediately with the Uriah Heep classic, July Morning. Sing. This is my life. 
Looking for 
strangest places There wasn't a stone that I left unturned Must have tried more than a thousand faces And Upman was aware of the fire that burned In my heart
What we just heard was July Morning by Uriah Heep from the Look at Yourself album in 1971. Before that, it was Toe Fat, with a rendition of a Bernie Taupin and Elton John composition, Bad Side of the Moon. I'd like to dedicate that one to listener Andy Long. Let's do one more before we get into some of my interview with Ken Hensley. This one is an unreleased demo from Ken's early days, which features Simon Kirk and the late Paul Kossoff, both with the band Free at the time of recording. The name of the song is If I Had the Time, and it can be found on Ken's new Rare and Timeless anthology, which we'll be hearing more about in the interview.
That was Ken's demo of If I Had the Time, which later turned up on Uriah Heep's Sweet Freedom album. You can find this version on Ken's new anthology, Rare and Timeless. Now let's hear some of my chat with the man himself, Ken Hensley. Yeah, I'm a survivor, and um, I do what I can to help others. Um, you know, working with PRS has been a lot of fun. Um, some of the cases that they have to deal with. Uh, the, the Members Benevolent Fund is a, a fund that is built. Performing Rights Society collects performance royalties on behalf of their members, and so they accumulate like a fairly large amount of money over the course of a year. And members like myself, are uh, we donate a certain percentage of each royalty payment to this benevolent fund, which is there purely and simply to help members in trouble. Um, so that there are organizations around like that, but generally speaking, they're very superficial. When it comes to the psychological issues, uh, there's very few resources that musicians can turn to. Um, I, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed being a rock star. I always wanted to be a rock star. I wasn't ready for it. I didn't really know what it meant, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, you know, I enjoyed some of the excesses and, and, and so on and so forth. But somehow I never quite got, maybe because I was a little bit too much of a coward, but I never got quite to the threshold where I was going to throw, throw myself under a bridge or under a truck or something. I, I never got to that point. Um, but I know a lot of people, even though I didn't work with them, I know a lot of people who did, um, go that route. Um, there's many, many more than people, people know about. Um, and, uh, I think the part of it is that, yeah, you make so much money and, and, and you just think that you're turning the world and, and you're surrounded by people who are paid to prop your ego up and tell you how great you are all the time and everything else. And it's a really easy trap to fall into. It, it's far beyond reality. Um, but I can tell you, honestly, Tony, um, there were times when uh, if I was on like a three-day cocaine binge or something and I'd be driving out around London in my Rolls Royce completely out to lunch going to visit my dealer, when I would see people at like 8, 8.30 in the morning walking or to the office or going to work. or And there were times when I really longed to have that kind of a life because it just seemed so much easier than the torment I was putting myself through. So it, it, it's a very difficult psychological thing and um, something that, like I said, there's no training there for it. There's nobody out there to teach you what to do with your money. There's no, There was no one out there to... Um, you know, to teach you how to um, accept reality. It was all just a huge adventure and a huge game and a huge, um, I guess, uh, fantasy. And it, uh, the more things came true, the more you kept thinking they would always come true. And, and so it would go on and it would spiral. And, and you know, when things went wrong, uh, that's when it was most difficult to deal with because you had to accept the fact that, boy, this is not going so well now, and now what do I do? <laughs> well, thanks for your candor. I mean, that's really uh, – but, yeah, I did want to talk more about, you know, the Rare and Timeless package and the uh, Pledge Music thing that you're, you're uh, doing right now. Okay, um, forgive me. I'm carrying my laptop around and getting myself a glass of water as I speak to you. 
Um, the origin of it was was just an idea. Once BMG came to own the whole Uriah Heap catalog, uh, and thereby my solo catalog, um, as they began the process of um, reissuing all the albums from the very beginning on CD, um, at some point my manager and Ian Bennett at BMG got into a discussion about he was doing something historical to sort of commemorate the length of my career, which at that point I think 70, 47 years or something, even though I've been doing it longer than that. But um, And they started kicking around this idea, and then the greatest positive thing about it was that they gave me complete freedom to assemble the album. Mm -hmm. So there was no outside influence. There was nobody telling me, no, you can't do, use this song, you can't use that song. I was free to go into my own personal archives and pull out songs that had a special meaning that might not have been so obvious to to the fan base. That's why there's kind of a couple of remixes on there, you know, of like Lady in Black and so on, songs which are known in their very traditional sense. Um, I took, it wasn't a risk really, it was just like, can we look at, a piece of music in a different way, for example. So I wanted the I wanted the um, album to be different and to be something which people didn't already have. So I was able to to really dig into my files and find some old stuff, which uh, which I thought had value in terms of the story. So it was a, it was a real privilege for for me to have that freedom, and I utilised it, and I also was able to as I was assembling the booklet to go into my photo files and find some, some extremely rare pictures. So as a package, I think it has great value. And um, it's, it seems to be getting a very good response. Uh, and for me, as opposed to the um, gazillions of anthologies and best ofs and da-da-da-da-da that are out there already because of these people that troll the, the vaults, um, I think it stands out, and I think that it, it has a considerable value beyond that. It, it, it's got something new to it and a vitality, and it's, a, it's not just stuck in the past. It's got a little hint uh, to the future also in, in terms of the new songs. I can't wait to hear it. I, I, see, I saw the track list, and there's uh, some, like you said, there's some rare uh, releases, things that were previously unreleased, some remixes. Lots of yeah. good stuff, and in, in stuff even for someone like me who has a, an extensive Ken Hensley collection, actually. Um, well, well, I'm thinking about people like yourself, Tony. I mean, not you specifically. Yeah. I didn't know you then, but right. I was I was really very much focused on, on people like yourself, um, you know, across a career that um, embraces more than 50 albums uh, and millions of sales. Obviously, there's a lot of people out there that have everything. And so it was people like yourself that I had to think of when I started to look for, you know, different things, things that would have value, not just because they were different. Um, Guilty, for example, is, is one which I included because I like the song. I love the song. It's a particularly good and rare performance involving an orchestra and some great backing singers, uh, some of Pink Floyd's backing singers, actually. But it's also, 
the little hidden story behind it was also a song which was auditioned by Barbara Streisand. And she never recorded it, but she did audition it. And, and so that's a little snippet of information that was never in the public domain before. Um, from time to time, oh no, if I had the time, um, mm -hmm. is a demo I recorded at Luxembourg Studios in London with Simon Kirk and Paul Kossoff, uh, who were members of Free, Free at the time, yeah. 1970. And, you know, I was living or slumming with Simon and Paul at the time because I had no money and, and nowhere to really live. And when it came time to do the demo, uh, you know, I asked them if they would, you know, come and do the demo with me, which they did. So there's historical value in there uh, as well as musical value, I think. And I tried to, I tried to accomplish that with just about every song on the album. I think to large part we, we succeeded. I, I, I think that, well, in other words, it, it's a 15-song package, which I'm very happy with. You know, it's not earth-shattering, and it's not going to blow, you know, Ed Sheeran off the face of the map. But it, <laughs> at the same time, it has a place in my own personal history, and I'm glad that fans are responding well to it. The vinyl may be gone. The album art may be a JPEG. Radio lives on forever. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's continue on with some great Ken Hensley music. First, a favorite from the 1972 Demons and Wizards album called Circle of Hands. I'll follow that immediately with Proud Words, a track from Ken's first album, Proud Words on a Dusty Shelf, released in 1973. Circle of hands, cold spirits plan, searching my land for an enemy. Came across love's sweet 
cost And in the face of beauty Evil was lost Sky full of eyes Minds full of lies Black from their cold hearts Down to their graves Murder the dawn Spreading their scorn Cursing the sun Of which love was born We must keep them away
words from Ken Hensley's first solo album in 1973. Immediately before that, it was Circle of Hands from the 1972 Uriah Heep album, Demons and Wizards. I'm going to continue on with some pairs here, and these two will come from the new rare and timeless anthology of Ken's solo material. First will be a new mix of a song from Ken's 2005 album, Cold Autumn Sunday. The song is Send Me an Angel. Next, a new duet version of the title track, from Ken's 2003 album, A Last Dance. Again, both of these are from the new Rare and Timeless anthology. Don't 
Every night I hit the streets All alone burning with a need Broken dreams and an empty heart It got me I lead a life with a lot of heart Cause it's so hard when you're in the dark No one's there to help you find your way I keep running in the night Searching for the light Crying for someone to rescue me Won't you send me, send me Is this the way it's really supposed to be? You say you're in or you can count me out I can't live with all this doubt You can save my life with a single word And I'm out here in the dark I don't know where to start
chance I got to spend a little time with him. We shared a few life stories on that dusty old train. So I thought I'd take a minute just to share them again with you.
That was The Last Dance, and before that, Send Me an Angel. Both are new versions from Ken's Rare and Timeless anthology. Now let's hear the remainder of my interview with Ken Hensley. So uh, what about some of the perks on the Pledge Music side? Can you talk about any of that? What What are you offering? Well, um, actually, working with Pledge is such a... Uh, it's such fun because, you know, they've developed this whole, over many, many years by now, they've developed this whole marketing sensibility that um, really works for people like myself. And we're able to offer um, copies, or, you know, sign copies of the album, which I'm, this week I'm after sign four or 500 copies of the booklet and so on. Uh, we're offering songbooks which are um, a tool I use on tour. Um, you know, I, when, I, when I go out and I play solo, um, people can have the, the songbook that has all the lyrics in it and the stories in it behind the songs. There's just a lot of little perks that add value to the whole package, and, and Pledge is very, very good at that. And uh, so I've, I've seen the package. I've seen the options, obviously. And I think in every option, there's great value. And a lot of the people that came to the show back in February at the hospital club, they had bought into the one or other, one or more of the pledge options, and they were all extremely happy with it. So it's a, it's a matter of quality, working together, and um, making something work for everybody. And pledge is extremely good at that. All right, yeah. Like I said, it sounds like a great package, even for uh, people like me who already have a lot of the stuff, but they're going to get an alternate version or something was unreleased or a demo, whatever. It sounds sounds very intriguing. Well, I, I look, I, if I put myself in your shoes, Tony, I would say, yes, I think you're going to enjoy it because it's very thorough. It's very complete. Um, and it's a lot more than just a, a CD with a collection of songs on it. It's much, much more than that. Because you were driving. I, yeah, you were I, curating okay. and driving. Sorry? Because you were curating and driving, obviously. Well, curating, yes. Uh, and and um, actually, uh, I, I really, from the very beginning, I said to Steve, I said to my manager, I said, I, I really want this to be something special. And I believe at the end of the day, it turned out to be uh, something special that will have a, a treasure place in people's collections. Of course, it's not the last album I'll do. God willing, I'm going to do another album this year. I've just finished writing a batch of songs, which I'll record with my band. But, uh, you know, then there's the musical, which is, oh, what a project that is. Um, but at the same time, you know, every everything I'm doing now merits a, a very detailed personal attention. I'm not just churning stuff out. So um, there are people who treat Pledge and other companies like Pledge as a bank. Uh, not that they, not that they hand out lots of money in the form of advances and things, but they just see it as a way of trying to raise money. And, uh, I don't think, I think that's rather blinkered. I think that's a very narrow way of looking at a company like Pledge, which is there purely and simply to connect the artist and the fans, but in a very special way. And they're very creative people and they come up with a lot of new ideas. So I'll be looking forward to working with them again in the future as the occasion arises. Yeah, I like working with them too. That's why I got hooked up with you. <laughs> good. Very good. Yeah. No, no, they're very, very proactive. And uh, like I said, um, it's always been a pleasure to work with them. It's not been difficult. Um, 
But then I've always put myself in a situation where I'll go out of my way to work with people as opposed to standing on my principles and saying, no, I'll only work this way or I'll only work that way. Um, because that's the way to get the most out of everything is if everybody's working together and everybody sees the common goal and has a clear vision, uh, you can quickly arrive at that destination. So you mentioned, you know, for the future here, you kind of uh, jumped ahead to my next question about what you would be doing after the release of the anthology. Uh, you said a new album possibly, and then this musical. Do you have working titles so that we know what to watch for down the road here or any time frames? Or? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I've got a dog trapped under my chair here. <laughs> sure. How? We have 12 dogs at the moment. Wow. Um, we rescue them. In Spain, it's quite common to abandon animals, so we rescue dogs and cats, and they all kind of live with us. Hmm. Uh, yes, the uh, the musical at the moment is called Born to Rock, and it covers this little eleven year old boy's life all through his stardom and you know the collapse of his stardom until his salvation at the very end. Um, and the new album will be called Monsters and Machines, and I've already got the cover done. Uh, by a friend of mine, a great Russian artist named Elias Idarov. And the cover's already done, the songs are all written, and either next week or later in April, I'll start doing the basic tracks with a friend of mine here, and uh, we'll start to send them out to the musicians. So I don't know when it will see the light of day, to be honest, because, um, you know, these things take time, and I have a lot of live work this year. Um, so I would say probably, you know, I, if I wanted to be optimistic, I'd say the end of this year, but more than likely second quarter of next year is when monsters and machines will, will, will happen. But the musical is concerned. Well, that's something else. I mean, this is, I've never done anything like this before and I'm not an expert. Um, I just kind of wrote the story and wrote the music, uh, but it's up to others to fine tune it and then see if we can find somebody to cough up four or five million euros to to put it on stage uh -huh. to get the doors open so that's a much different project and i have no real understanding of what the future of that is i just know i'm very happy to have done it and i'm also very happy to um have the experience it, 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 it's an amazing experience hopefully it'll be an opportunity something that will uh, be a success i hope well it, it it's like it, yeah from a writing point of view it was I had to put myself in a completely different place because I'm not just writing for people, you know, that are going to have an audio experience. I mean, this is a visual experience too. And like I said, I've got no real knowledge of how to do that, no experience of how to do that. Plus also, um, I've only ever seen one musical in my life. <laughs> I've, got no real, uh, I've got no real experience or expertise to fall back on. So I just did it like I do everything else, you know, um, by the, you know, just flying by the skin of my teeth. And so it reached this point, it's passed muster so far. And then I spent some time with a, a, a co-writer last week who was helping me to put it into a slightly more dynamic shape. So it's, there's a ways to go yet, but um, we'll see. If it happens, great. If not, well, it's been it's been a, a lot of fun and a great experience up to this point. Cool. Well, I bet inquiring minds would want to know 
What musical was it that you saw? <laughs> you said you only ever saw one. Pardon? A chorus line. Chorus line, okay. Um, yeah, I, I was married to an American girl at the time and living in, in the countryside in England, and her parents came over to stay with us, and they were big fans of musicals, and the West End, of course, was uh, the, the heart and soul of musicals as far as Europe is concerned. And so we got tickets to go to a chorus line, and uh, it was a very enjoyable experience. The, the thing that actually it was a sort of story about making a musical, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of um, introspective in a way. But it was the first time I heard Sarah Brightman sing, and that paralyzed me. Her voice just completely paralyzed me, and uh, that's the thing I remember most about it. But uh, you know, that's my only experience of you know a theatrical musical and. That's not a lot to fall back on, really. Yeah. My wife loves them. I've heard more than I care to, really, because I'm not a big fan. But, uh, yeah, every once in a while, the music is just so good, you know, that it, it stands on its own, even if you don't, you don't take in the, you know, I can sometimes appreciate more, you know, from the musical end. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I've i never seen Evita, for example, but the the, the theme song, the main, the main theme song is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anything about the politics of it, the history of it, or anything like that, Tony. I just uh, know that I like that song. So, I mean, but that's me. I'm a song person, and so it doesn't I, matter yeah. what, me- what medium I'm involved in, uh, the song has to work, or the songs are what's the most in- what are the most important things. Right. So, yeah, this has been great. I really appreciate you doing it. I wondered if you might just do me, a- unless you had anything else you wanted to add, really. Did you want to talk oh, no, about no, anything no. else? It's, just, it's always a pleasure. We're talking about my favorite subject, and you know, I'm always able to talk for hours on that uh, to the point of tedium. But um, no, that's great. Um, I'm glad to talk to you and share these experiences with you because for me, having lived such a long life and had such a long career, the ability to share it with people in detail and sometimes in um, explicit detail and also to, you know, to, to bring a positive thought to, to things is, is really important. Um, I've never seen the end of anything. I've only ever seen an end as a new beginning. I'm just a positive thinker to a fall. And, um, you know, it, I guess if nothing else, I'm proof that you can survive the music business. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Fantastic to talk to you. You're you're definitely, you know, uh, prog and rock royalty, in my opinion. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I've heard it put different ways, but, you know, I like, there are words I like and words I'm not so sure I like, <laughs> but royalty, royalty, I will enjoy that one for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be enjoying this one for a couple hours plus, and I'll get to edit it, then I'll get to put it in a program, and I'll be enjoying it for quite a while. And hopefully all the listeners are going to enjoy it as well, because I think it, it, this was a fantastic interview, and I do appreciate it very much. You're more than welcome, Tony. Thank you very much for your time as well. Oh, thanks, Thank you. Thanks for your candor, too, and uh, you have a nice rest of your day. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. Hi out there. Um, this is Ken Hensley, formerly of Uriah Heap. And you're listening to Prog Watch. Stay there, don't go anywhere. So thanks to Ken and all of the management and promotions people who helped get us together. It was a real pleasure and an honor to have a legend like him on the program. But as he just said during the break, don't go anywhere. I've still got some great music for you, like this next one. A live version of the classic The Wizard by Ken and John Wetton from an album they did together called More Than Conquerors, which was released in 2002. Following that, it will be How Shall I, a song from Ken's second solo album, Eager to Please, released in 1975. I'm sending that one out to listener Bertrand Athul, and I hope I said that right. This is a song that I know you know, so help me out with the first verse, okay?
you gotta do better than that, come on.
How Shall I by Ken Hensley from his Eager to Please album in 1975. Before that, it was The Wizard by Ken and the late great John Wetton from their More Than Conquerors album in 2002. We have time for a couple more, so let's listen to Beyond the Stars by Ken Hensley and Live Fire from the Faster album in 2011. And then finish off with Mine, a demo of a new song which Ken says points to the future and his next album. The song Mine comes from that great new anthology, Rare and Timeless. Countless warriors of the king 
The multitude is following your fall Oh, and mine will be the widest horse Carrying his mighty sword And if you try to take my life from me You'll only speed my holy destiny You had your time, you'll have no
What are you doing here? This is my fantasy. I don't recall inviting you, and your presence really troubles me. My sleeping vision has no place for your reality. I want my peace, and I don't need you here in front of me. When I dream, I dream alone. I dream of love. I dream of home. I dream of war. I dream of peace. This broken universe down on its knees. What are you doing here? This is my mystery. You're not my future. You're a sad part of my history. What are you playing here? This is my melody. You were just a minor moment then in my life's major symphony. And when I sing, I sing alone. I'll sing of heaven and of hell. That knows no pain, though there are things I know I'll never tell. What's this I'm reading here in my obituary? I never knew you, and you never really knew me. Your selfish heart must have known what it would do to me. You were the only dream that was never ever true to me. And when I die, I'll die alone. One final journey, and I'm home. From this twisted world of pain and lies, I'll find my way to paradise. And when I die, I'll die alone. One final journey. Twisted world of pain and lies. I'll find my way to paradise.
That was Mine by Ken Hensley from his Rare and Timeless Anthology, which was preceded by Beyond the Stars by Ken Hensley and Live Fire from the 2011 album called Faster. So I hope you enjoyed this program and my first Ken Hensley program, Progwatch 516. If you want to learn more about the new anthology Ken and I have been talking about, you can find more information on my website, progwatch.com, all one word, P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H dot com, when I post this show there. From the website, you can also learn more about how to get in touch with me or keep up with my antics on social media, learn more about any of the artists I've ever featured on the show, and learn how to support the show if you are so inclined. Until next time, be good to each other, and prog on, my brothers and sisters. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.